Success through a positive mental attitude continue. Reading by Wellness with Sinelia. Chapter 2 We now know that PMA is a positive mental attitude. And we also know that a positive mental attitude is one of the 17 success principles. When you begin to apply a combination of those principles with PMA in your choosing occupation or to a solution of your personal problems, you are on the road to success. Then you are on the right track and heading in the right direction towards getting what you want. To achieve anything worthwhile in life, it is imperative that you apply PMA regardless of what other success principle you employ. PMA is the catalyst which makes any combination of success principles work to attain a worthwhile end. It is an NMA combined with some of the same principles that is the catalyst which results in crime or evil, in grief, disaster, tragedy, sin, diseases, death are some of its rewards. The 17 success principle. There are others have for many years given lectures and took instructed classes and conduct a correspondence course on the 17 principle success principles. The title of the course, PMA, The Science of Success, the 17 principle or the first one is positive mental attitude definiteness of purpose, going the extra mile, accurate thinking, self-discipline, the mastermind, apply fit, a pleasant personality, personal initiative, enthusiasm, control attention, teamwork, learning from defeat, creative vision, budgeting time and money, Maintaining sound physical and mental health using cosmic habit force is the last one, 17. The 17 success principles are no creation of the others. They were extracted from the lifetime experiences of hundreds of the most successful persons. Our nation has none during the past century. As long as you live... From this day forward, you can analyze your every success and every failure that is if you imprint those 17 principles and delightly in your memory. You may develop and maintain a permanent positive mental attitude by making it your responsibility to adopt and apply the 17 principles in your daily living. There is no other known method by which you may keep your mind positive. Analyze yourself courageously now and learn which of the 17 principles you have been using and which of them you have been neglecting. In the future, analyze both your successes and your failures using those 17 principles as a measuring device, and very soon you will be able to lay your finger on what has been holding you back. If you have PMA and don't succeed, then what? If you use PMA and don't succeed, it may be because you are not using each of those principles that are necessary in the combination for success to attain a specific goal. You may wish to check the story of S.B., Tom, Henry, the, the woodcutter, Alan, and, and uh, Henry Ford to recognize which of the 17 success principles each person applied or neglect to apply. You might analyze someone you know 
who is a husband in real life. As you read the case histories in the chapter which follow, do the same thing. Ask yourself, which of those 17 success principles are used? Which are omitted? At first, it may be difficult to understand and apply the principles, but As you continue to read success through a positive mental attitude, each of those principles will become more clear to you. You will then be able to use them when you get a chance to reach the chapter 28. You will be able to check yourself accurately by the 17 success principles. There, you will find a self-analysis chapter under the heading of success coaching analysis. As the world giving you a radial, the students who have enrolled in the PMA Science of Success Source course have often been people who considered themselves failures. In some area of their lives, Their very first question, such as a person might be asked when he entered the class, is why? Why are you taking this course? Why haven't you had the source, the success you would like to have? And the reasons which they're given tell us a tragic story about the causes of failure. I never really had a chance to get ahead. My father was an alcoholic, you know. I was raised in the slums, and that's something you can never get out of your system. I only had a grammar school education. Those people are all saying, in a sense, that the world has given them a raw deal. They are blaming the world in circumstances outside themselves for their failure. They blame the heredity of or the environment. They start out with a negative mental attitude and, of course, with that attitude, they are handicapped. But it is enemy that is holding them down, not the external handicap, which they give as the cause of the failure. A lesson learned from a child. There is a wonderful little story about a minister who one Saturday morning was trying to prepare his sermon under difficult conditions. His wife was out shopping. It was a rainy day, and his young son was restless and bored with nothing to do. Finally, in desperation, the minister picked up an old book magazine and thumbed through it until he came to a large, brightly colored picture. He showed a map of the world. He tore the page from the magazine, ripped it into little bit, and threw the scrap all over the living room floor with the words. Johnny, if you can put this all together, I'll give you a quarter. The preacher thought this would take Johnny all day, <laughs> or most of, most of the morning, but Within then, within ten minutes, there was a knock on his study door. It was his son, with the complete puzzle finished done. The minister was amazed to see Johnny finish so soon, with the pieces of paper neatly arranged and the map of the world back in order. Son, how did you get that done so fast? The preacher asked. Oh, said Johnny, it was easy. 
On the other side, there was a picture of a man. I just put a piece of paper on the bottom, put the picture of the man together, put a piece of paper on top, and then turn it over. I figured that if I got the man right, the world will be right. The minister smiled and handed his son a quarter. And you giving me my sermon for tomorrow too. He said, if a man is right, his world will be right. There's a great lesson in this idea. If you are unhappy with your world and want to change it, the place to start is with yourself. If you are right, your world will be right. This is what PME is all about. When you have a positive mental attitude, the problems of your world tend to bow before you. You were born a champion. Have you ever thought about that? The battle you won before you were born? Stop and think about yourself, says Hamram Shanfield an expert on genetics. In all the history of the world, there was never anyone else exactly like you. And in all the infinity of time to come, there will never be another. You are a very special person and many struggles took place that had to be successfully concluded in order to produce you. Just think, tens of millions of sperm cells participate in a great battle, yet only one of them won. The one that made you. It was a great race to reach a single object, a precious egg, containing a tiny molecule. This gold for which the sperm were competing was smaller in size than the point of a needle. And each sperm was so small that it would have to be magnified thousands of times before it could be seen by the human eye. Yet, it is on this microscopic level that your life's most decisive battle was fought. The head of each of the millions of sperms contained a precious cargo of 24 chromosomes, just as there were 24 in the tiny nucleus of the eggs. Each chromosome was composed of jelly-like beads closely strung together. Each beads, each beads contained hundreds of genes to which scientists attribute all the factors of your heredity. The chromosomes in the sperm comprise all the herd theory, material, and tendencies contributed by your father and his ancestors. Those in the egg nucleus, the inheritable threat of your mother and her ancestors. Your mother and father themselves represent the culmination of over 2 billion years of victory in the battle to survive. And then, one particular sperm, the fastest, the healthiest, the winner, unite with the waiting eggs to form one tiny living cell. The life of the most important living person had begun. You had become a champion over the most staging 
odds you will ever have to face. For all practical purposes you had inherited from the vast reservoir of the past, all the potential abilities and powers you need to achieve your objectives. You were born to be a champion, and no matter what obstacles and difficulties lie in your way, there are not one thing so great as the one that have already been overcome at the moment of your conceptions. Victory is built into every living person. Take the case of Harvin Ben Cooper, who was one of America's most respected judges. But this was very far from the way young Ben Cooper thought of himself as a young boy. How a frightened boy developed PMA. Ben grew up in a near slum neighborhood in St. Joseph, Missouri. His father was an immigrant tailor who earned little money. Many days there simply was not enough to eat. To eat, to heat their small home, Ben used to take a coal scuttle and walk down to the railroad tracks that run nearby. There he would pick up pieces of coal. It embarrassed Ben to have to do it. He'd often try to sneak through the back streets so children from school would not see him. But they often did. There was one gang of boys in particular who found great spot in embarrassing Ben on his way home from the trucks and beat him up. They would scatter his cold all over the street and send him home with tears streaming from his eyes. Thus it was that Ben lived in a more or less permanent state of fear and self-despising. Something happened. As it always must, when we break the pattern of defeat, the victory within us does not assert itself until we are ready. Ben was inspired to positive action. Because he read a book, it was Robert Dill's Struggle by Horatio Alger. In it, Ben read the adventures of a youngster like himself, who was faced with great odds, but who overcome those odds with the courage and moral strength which Ben wished to possess. The boy read every one of the Horatio Alger books. He could bow. As he read, he lived the part of of the hero all winter. He sat in the cold kitchen reading stories of courage and success, unconsciously absorbing a positive mental attitude. Some months after he had read his first Horatian Argo books, Ben Cooper was again making a trip down to the railroad tracks. Off in the distance, he saw three figures dark behind a building. He first thought was to turn and run them the he remembered the courage that he had admired in his book heroes, and instead of turning, his hand gripped the cold, scuttled more tightly, and he marched straight ahead. 
as if he were one of the Alga heroes. He was a brutal fight. The three boys jumped Ben all at the same time. His bucket dropped and he started flailing his arms with a determination that caught the bullies by surprise. Ben's right hand smashed into his into the lips and nose of one of the boys. He left hand into his stomach. To Ben's surprise, the boys stopped fighting and turned and ran. Meanwhile, the other two boys were hitting and kicking him. Ben managed to push one boy away and knock the other down. He jumped on the second boy with his knees. While he plowed punch after punch into his stomach and jaw, as if he were mad. Now, there was just one boy left. This was the leader. He had jumped on top of Ben. Ben managed to pull him aside and get on his feet. For a second, the two boys stood and looked each other squarely in their eyes. And then, bit by bit, the leader stepped backwards. He too ran away. Perhaps it was righteous indignation, but Ben picked up his chunk of coal and threw it at the retreater. It was not until then that Ben realized that his nose was bleeding and that he had black and blue marks on his body. But from the punches and kicks he had received, it was worth it. It was a great day in Ben's life. In that moment, he overcame his fear. Ben Cooper was not much stronger than he had been year earlier. His attackers were no less tough. Hmm. We'll be right back. The difference came in Ben's own mental attitude. He had faced danger in spite of fear. He decided that no longer was he going to be pushed around by bullies. From now on, he himself was going to change his world. And of course, this is exactly what he did. Identify yourself with a successful image. The boys gave himself an identity. When he fought the three bullies on the street that day, he was not fighting as frightening undernourished Ben Cooper. He was fighting as Robert Coverdale or any other of the plucky and daring heroes of Horatio Argus books. Identifying one's self with a successful image can help break their habits of self-doubt and defeat which years of NMA set up within in a personality. Another and equality important successful techniques for changing your world is to identify yourself with an image that will inspire you to make the right decision. It can be a slogan, a picture, or any other symbol that is meaningful to you. What will your picture say to you? The president of uh, Midwest Concern Operating Internationally was visiting his San Francisco office. 
He noticed a large photograph of himself on the wall of the office of Dorothy Jones, a private secretary. Dorothy, that's a rather large picture for this size room. Isn't it? He asked. Dorothy responded. When I was when I had a problem, do you know what I do? Without waiting for an answer, she demonstrated by placing her elbow on her desk, propping her head on the fingers of her folded hand, and looking up at the picture. Boss. How the heck would you solve this problem? She asked. Dorothy's remarks seemed rather humorous, yet the essence of her idea is stalling. Perhaps you have a picture in your office, your home, or in your wallet that could give you the right answer to an important question in your life. Yours may be a picture of your mother, father, wife, husband, or Benjamin Franklin, or Abraham Lincoln. It may be that of a saint. What will your picture say to you? There is one way to find out. When you are faced with a serious problem or decision, ask yourself... Ask your picture question. Listen for the answer. Another essential ingredient for changing your world is to have definiteness of purpose. One of the 17 principles of success. Definiteness of purpose is the starting point of all achievement. Definiteness of purpose combined with PMA is the starting point of all worthwhile achievement. Remember, your world will change whether or not you choose to change it. But you have the power to choose its direction. You can select your own targets. When you determine your definite mayor aim with PMA, there is a natural tendency for you to use seven of success principle. Personal initiative, self-discipline, creative vision, organized thinking, control, attention, concentration of effort, budgeting your time and money, enthusiasm. Robert Christopher had definiteness of purpose with PME. Now, let's see how the natural tendency for this additional principle manifests themselves. In this success story, for like many boys, Bob's imagination was stimulated while he read Jules Verne's thrilling imaginative story around the world in 80 days, Bob told us. I used to daydream a great deal, but when I grow older, I read two books on motivation, Think and Grow Rich, and The Magic of Believing. Around the world in 80 days now, why could not I go around the world on 80 Dollars. I believe that any given aim could be accomplished if I had faith and confidence that it could be. That is, if I start from where I was to get to where I want to be. I thought others had worked on freighters to earn their transit the transatlantic passages and hitchhike all over the world. So why couldn't I? And then Bob took his fountain 
pen from his pocket and wrote on a piece of note paper a list of the problems with which he would be faced. Also, he made note of what he thought were workable answers to each. Now, Bob Christopher was an expert photographer, and um, he did have a camera. It was a good one at that time. When he reached his decision, he went into action, entered a contract with Charles Pfizer Company, a large pharmaceutical company to collect soil sample from the various countries he intended to visit, obtained an international driver's license and a set of map in return for a promise report on Middle East road conditions, pick up Simmons papers, obtain a letter from the New York City Police Department to prove that he had no criminal record, arrange for a youth hostel membership, contact a flip airline which agreed to transform him by plane over the Atlantic on his promise to obtain photographs which the company intended to use for publicity. And when his plans were completed, he, this young man of 26 left New York City by plane with $80 in his pocket. Around the world on $80 was his definite mayor in. And here are a few of his experiences. Had breakfast at Gangdo Newfoundland. How did he pay for it? He photographed the cooks in the kitchen and they were pleased. But four cartons of American cigarette at Shannon Island that cost him four eighty. At the time, cigarettes were as good as money as a medium of exchange in many countries. Arrived at Vienna from Paris, the fee one carton of cigarette to the driver gave the conductor four packs of cigarette to take him from Vienna to Switzerland on a train through the Alps. Rode a bus to Damascus. A policeman in Syria was so proud of the picture that Bob had taken of him that he ordered the bus driver to take him. Took a photograph of the president and staff of the Iraq Express Transportation Company. This earned him a ride from Baghdad to Tehran. Wow. In Bangkok, the owner of a very fine restaurant fed him like a king. For Bob gave him the information he wanted, a detailed description of a specific area and a set of maps was brought from Japan to fun, to San Francisco as a crew member of SS, the Flying Spray. Around the world in 80 days, no Robert Christopher went around the world in 84 days, but he did accomplish his objective. He went around the world on $80. And because he had the finiteness of purpose with PMA, he was automatically motivated to use an additional 13 of the 17 success principles to achieve his specific goal. Hmm. The starting point of all achievement. Let us repeat the starting point of all achievement. 
is definiteness of purpose with PMA. Remember this statement and ask yourself, what is my goal? What do I really, really, really want? Based on the people we see in our PMA Science of Success course, we estimate that 98 out of every 100 persons who are dissatisfied with their world do not have a clear picture in the minds of the world they would like for themselves. Think of it. Think of the people who drift endlessly through life, dissatisfied, struggling against a great many things, but without a clear-cut goal. Can you state right now what it is that you want out of life? Fixing your goals may not be easy. It may even involve some painful self-examination, but it will be worth whatever effort it costs because as soon as you can name your goal, you can expect to enjoy many advantages. Those advantages come almost automatically. The first great advantage is that your subconscious mind begins to work under a universal law. What the mind of men can conceive and believe the mind of men can achieve with PMA. Because you visualize your intended destination, your subconscious mind is affected by this uh, self-suggestions. It goes to work to help you get there because you know what you want. There is a tendency for you to try to get on the right track and head in the right direction. You get into action. Work now becomes fun. You are motivated to pay the price. You budget your time and money. You study, think, and plan. The more you think about your goal, the more enthusiastic you become. And with enthusiasm, your desire turns into a burning desire. You become alert to opportunities that will help you achieve your objective as they present themselves in your everyday experiences. Because you know what you want, you are more likely to recognize those opportunities. Those four advantages are illustrated by an early experience of the man who was later to become editor of the Ladies' Home Journal. Edward's book came from Holland as a boy with his parents. He was imbued with the idea that someday he was going to run the magazine. With this specific goal before him, he was able to seize upon an incident such of all that with most of us, it would have passed unnoticed. He saw a man open a package of cigarettes, take a slip of paper from it, and drop the paper on the floor. Books took and pick up the scrap of paper. On it was a picture of a famous actress. Below the picture was a statement that this was one of a series. The cigarette buyer was urged to collect the complete set of pictures. Book turned the piece of papers over and noticed that the back side was perfectly blank. Buck's mind filled as it was with a purpose, sense opportunity here. He reasoned that the value of the picture 
enclosed in the package of cigarette would be greatly enhanced if the blank side were devoted to a brief biography of the person pictured. He went to the lithograph, uh, lithographer, graphy of the person pictured. He went to the lithography firm, which print this enclosure and explained his idea to the manager. The manager promptly said, I'll give you $10 each if you will write me a hundred words biography of a hundred famous Americans. Send me a list and group them. You know, presidents, famous soldiers, actors, author, and so on. This is the way Edward Burke got his first literary assignment. The demand for his short biographies become so great that he needed help. So he offered his brother five dollars each if he could would help him before long book had five journalists busy turning out biographies for the lithograph press book he was the editor wow yes you heard it work 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 so As I read this book, it, it's a very interesting book. What I really, really want you to get into this book is to know how to work your PMA and pay attention to your NMA because it come and go. You will say good and bad. And mostly the bad come always first. It always come over and over. The good voice will come once and he tell you one time. If you're not paying attention, you lose it. And then he may come back again maybe in two days or three days. Or maybe it may never come back again. But if you pay attention and you stay positive, you stay on your PMA, then you will never lose a chance. That's what this book is all about. And I do really, really love this book. And that's the reason why I read it for you. So I'm going to stay there, stop right there. And um, it's still chapter two. And I will continue it on next podcast. You stay blessed and be blessed. Good night. Until next time. Chapter 2. Continue from success through a positive mental attitude. You have success born in you. Notice that none of the men we have been talking about had success handed to him on a platter. At first, the world was not particularly kind to Edward Book or George Cooper, and yet each carved from the raw material around him a career of great satisfaction, and each one did it by developing the many talents he found within himself. Everyone has many talents for surmounting his special problems. It is interesting to note that life never leaves us stranded. If life hands us a problem, it hands us also the ability which, which to meet the problem. Our ability varies, of course, as we are motivated to use them. And even though you are in ill health, you can nonetheless lead a useful and happy life. You may fear 
ill health is too great a handicap to overcome. If this is true, take courage from the experience of Milo C. Jones. Milo had not tried to acquire wealth when he had good health. And then he became sick. When he became sick, the odds were stacked heavily against him. Here's the story of his experience. When Milo C. Jones had been in good health, he had worked very hard. He was a farmer and he operated a small farm near Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. But somehow, he seemed unable to make his farm yield much more than the bare necessities for himself and his family. This kind of existence went on year after year. Then suddenly, something happened. John was striking with extensive paralysis and confined to his bed. He was a man who late in life became completely incapacitated. He was barely able to move his body. His relative was certain he would be permanently unhappy as a hopeless invalid, and he would have been had not something more happened to him, and he made it happen. I brought the kind of happiness to him that come with achievement and financial success. What was it John used to bring about this change? He used his mind, yes. His body was paralyzed, but his mind was unaffected. He could think, and he did think a plan. One day, while engaged in thinking and planning, he recognized the most important living person with the magic talisman with PMA on one side and enemy on the other. He saw it clearly that he was a mind with a body. He made his own decision right then and there. PMA attracted. Milo C. John chose to develop a positive mental attitude. He chose to be hopeful, optimistic, happy, and to cover creative thinking into reality by studying right from where he was. He wanted to be useful and he wanted to support his family instead of being a burden to them. But how could he turn his disadvantage into advantage? He did not let this vital problem stop him. He found the answer. First, John counted the bl his blessing. He discovered that he had to very much for which to be thankful. This, this thankfulness led him to search for additional blessings which he might enjoy in the future. And because he was searching for, among other things, a way to be useful, he found and recognized that for which he was looking, it was a plan and it required action. So John went into mental action. He revealed the plan to members of his family. I am no longer able to work with my hand. He began, so I have decided to work with my mind. Every one of you can, if you will, take the place of my hand, feet, and physical body. Let's plan every tableau acre of our farm in corn. Then let's raise pig and feed them the corn 
Let's lock the, the pig while they are young and tender and convert them into sausages. And then we can package and sell them under a brand name. Well, we'll sell them in retail store all over the country. And then he chuckles his head. They'll sell like hotcakes. And they did sell like hotcakes. In a few years, the brand name John Little Pig Sausage became a household by word. And those four words become a symbol that tantalized the appetite of men, women, and children throughout the nation. And Milo C. Jones lived to see himself a millionaire. He had achieved something even more through a positive mental attitude, for he had flipped his talisman to PMA. And thus, although he found physical handicap, he became a happy man. He was happy because he was useful. A formula to help you change your world. Fortunately, not every life is faced with such great difficulties. Yet, everyone has problems. And everyone reacts to motivating symbols to suggestion of self-suggestions. A most effective form is self-motivation deliberately memorized for the purpose of flashing from the subconscious to the conscious in time of need. What then is a formula that can help you change your world? Memorize, understand, and repeat frequently to grow the day. What the mind of men can conceive and believe the mind of men can achieve with PMA. It is a form of self-suggestion. It is a self-motivator to success when it becomes a part of you. You dare to aim higher. Bill was a sickly farm boy in the southeastern Missouri country. A dedicated grammar school teacher motivated young William Danforth to change his world. The teacher did this with his challenge. I dare you. I dare you to become the healthiest boy in school. I dare you become William Danford, self-motivator to God life. He became the healthiest boy in his school before he died at the age of 85. He helped thousands of other youths to develop good health and something more, to aspire nobly, to adventure daringly, and to serve humbly. During his long career, he never lost a day at work because of illness. I dare you, motivate him to build one of America's largest corporations. The Wellstone Prana Company, I dare you, motivate him to engage in creative thinking and turn liabilities into assets. I dare you, motivate him to organize the American Youth Foundation. Its purpose is to train young men and women in question, idea, and to prepare them for the responsibility of life. I dare you, motivate William Benford to write a book entitled, I Dare You. Today, this book is inspire boys and girls, men and women, to have the courage to make this world a better world to live in. What a remarkable testimony to the power of a self-motivator to develop a positive mental attitude. Are you, yourself, 
ever tempted to blame the world for your failures? If so, pause and reconsider. Does the problem lie with the world or with you? Dare to learn the 17 success principles. Dare to memorize self-motivators. Dare to apply them with the full assurance that they will work for you just as effectively as they are working every day for hundreds of others. Perhaps you don't know how. Perhaps you need to learn to think more accurately. Be guided by pilot number two. Then turn to chapter three. Its purpose is to help you clear the cobwebs from your thinking. Pilot number two. Thought to stay by. The first thought is you can change your world to achieve anything worthwhile in life. It is necessary to set high goals for yourself and want to achieve them. Have you thought about the high goals you would like to achieve? Imprint the 17 success principle indelibly in your memory. Have you memorized them? Do you tend to blame the world? If you do, memorize the self-motivator. If the man is right, his world will be right. Is your immediate world right? You were born to be a champion. For all practical purposes, you have inherited from the vast reservoir of the past all the potential ability and powers. You need to achieve your objectives. Are you willing to pay the price to develop your abilities and use the power within you? Identify yourself with a successful image as arriving Ben Cooper did. Who will you select? Ask yourself an important question. What will your picture say to you? Listen for the answer. Definiteness of purpose with PME is the starting point of all worthwhile achievement. Have you selected some definite, specific, desirable goal? Will you keep it in mind daily? When you determine your definite aim, there is a tendency for several additional success principles to begin to operate automatically to help you achieve them. Everyone has many talents for surmounting his special problem. What special talents do you think you have that you can develop? Here is a formula that has helped many to change their world. What the mind of men can conceive and believe, the mind of men can achieve with PME. Have you memorized this formula? Meditation of memorizing the formula. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PME. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PME. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PME. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PME. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PME. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PME. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PME. 
what the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. What the mind of man can conceive and believe, the mind of man can achieve with PMA. Keep it alive and repeat it every day, every minute, every hour until it sink in your mind and change your world. Until next time.